Better? Thank you, Lord. How's that? Amen. I don't really need a mic. but Anyways, for announcements today, we have Kids Church, prayer meeting, 7, Wednesday at Mom and Ed's. Also, today, the youth are going bowling, 4 o'clock, at the bowling alley. Hello, hello, hello. It's getting better. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Turn around and go like this. It should work. I don't know. Hello? Is that better? That's his, that's my mic. That's the microphone I had for up there. Not working. How about that? I have to put it right there. Move my pulpit back. I don't know. He'll he'll find it. He's working on it. It's working. Just hold it right there. Amen. Everybody can hear me now? Can you hear me now? Amen. All right. Thank you, Lord. God is good. Amen. All right. So back to the announcements. Four o'clock at the bowling alley. Right. And it should be about an hour and a half. They should be done by 536. Unlimited beverages and they're going to have two pizzas. Amen. They just wanted me at the bowling alley. So. All right, so 4 o'clock at the bowling alley. Settles that. Amen. 4 o'clock at the bowling alley for the youth. You should be there at 345. Okay? Should be there today at 345. So everybody can get in there, get their shoes, get their bowling balls, and everything else. All right, so time to take up an offering. Amen. Amen. Come on down. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you and we praise you for your tithes and your offerings that you are bringing. All right, you guys be quiet here. Come on, get it together back there. Father. We thank you and we praise you for your tithes and your offerings that you're bringing into this place. We pray, Father, for, Lord, your anointing on our finances. And we pray that you would bless us abundantly above and beyond what we can imagine. And I just pray, Lord God, that you would continue to lay your hands upon us. And, Lord, that you would prosper us in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said amen? amen. All right, great school. I want to try to change mics, Joe. Hey, is that any better? Any better? Any better? Any better? All right. Thank you, Lord. That's better. Thank you, Jesus. Kids are being dismissed following Grams. The title of my sermon today is called Preparing for Christ's Return. Preparing for Christ's Return. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to Matthew chapter 25. 
verse 1. <clears throat> Matthew 25, verse 1. Everybody there? Okay, we're there. At the time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet their bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming. And they all became drowsy and they fell asleep. At midnight the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, There may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. We live in a fast-paced world <clears throat> with everything on demand with the touch of our fingers. We take every day for granted, thinking it will be like the last. Most of the time, we don't even think of Christ's return. And we go about our daily lives and our daily routines like nothing's ever going to happen. But I'm telling you, there's something happening. <laughs> I just had the thought of uh, me watching those videos and Debbie saying, Chris. You got to stop watching them videos. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's something happening. There's something happening in the spiritual realm that most of us don't even realize. We don't realize it because a lot of times we don't look with our spiritual eyes. We look with our fleshly eyes. I believe what's happening in the spiritual realm is the bride is getting herself ready. And she doesn't even know it. The bride is starting to prepare herself for Christ. Her bridegroom's return. Just like the five wise virgins, the five wise virgins, there is going to be a people who are ready, who are searching, who are seeking, who are prepared for the return of Christ. Those five wise virgins, they were prepared. They brought extra oil. They knew the bride was coming, the bridegroom was coming. They all knew the bridegroom was coming. Some were ready and some weren't. Five brought extra oil thinking, well, he might be a long time coming. But when he comes, he's going to find my wick trimmed and burning bright. And there's people out there that are preparing. 
just like them today. The last thing I want to hear is the door being shut and me not being in the banquet room. Because once God shuts the door, no man can open it. I just can fathom in my mind hearing a big door just slamming shut. You know? Loud. A loud and clear message. But I believe the bride is getting ready. Like I said, and she doesn't even realize she's getting ready. Because things are going and moving in the spiritual realm that we don't even see. What's happening, I believe, is that the spirit in them is awakening to his spirit who is coming. Because the same spirit that lives in me is his spirit. It's like a quickening. is what Julie said. His spirit lives in me. And when God's spirit from heaven gets close to his spirit that's in you, something miraculously happens. An awakening takes place. And I believe that's what's happening right now to many people across the world. There is an awakening taking place because the kingdom of heaven is getting closer and closer to come into this earth, to his creation. And people with spiritual eyes can see it. And they can sense it and they can feel it. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that we're in the end times. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to read the times. Even that's what Jesus said. <clears throat> to the Pharisees, you can read the signs in the sky and you can read all these things, but you didn't read my coming. God is speaking loud and clear. In these days that we're living in. He's speaking loud and clear. He's giving us signs and wonders. You just read about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. You read about what's going on about famines. About destruction. About floods and earthquakes in various places. All of this is happening. And Jesus said all of this will happen at the end, that this is the beginning of the birth pains. <clears throat> there is going to be an awakening of that same spirit that is coming, that is in us. And that awakening is going to take place to prepare us for his return. To prepare the bride for the bridegroom. Amen. In Revelation chapter 19, 7 through 8, it says, Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean was given to her to wear. Do you know what? There it is right there. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints. <clears throat> That's what's taking place. That's what's going to start happening. Church, God has a plan for us that is greater than our thoughts, greater than our ways, Greater than our words that we can ever say. His ways are not our ways, the Bible tells us. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His plans are greater than any plan that we can ever think of. 
And God is working out his plan to the letter, to the letter of his word. He's working it out. It's happening. It's taking place. And he's going to be working in our lives of those he's called. He's preparing them for his return. working in our lives through the Spirit. And it's only through the Spirit, through revelation of the Spirit, that it's made known. God is awakening His people, calling them out. Those that understand the times are preparing. Makes me think of the video of David Wilkerson. Prepare the heart. Engage the heart. Seek the Lord. It's no coincidence that God brought that video to me. It is no coincidence. It is not by chance or nor by luck. But it is a message spoken from God's spirit to my spirit. And you know it is when it impacts you. When you think about it, when you ponder on it. It is God's miraculous way of getting my attention. It is God's way of speaking to me through his spirit. Prepare the heart. That's what we need to be doing. We need to be preparing our heart. Engaging the heart. Self-examination. Self-cleansing. Self-realization. That, hey, I can't do this without God. It is impossible. Only God can heal the heart. Seek the Lord. Man of another sort. It's what I want to be. But yesterday when I was arguing with my wife and we had an argument, it made me realize that I am far from a man of another sort. That there is so much more work in me to do. That God's got a lot of work in me to do. And it shows me where... My heart is not prepared. Where I have not fixed things or changed things that God's calling me to change and do. And it's by that quickening of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, where you look and you self-evaluate yourself and you say, Wow, I really am needing help. And wow, it must be God who cares so much for me and for you that you even realize it and acknowledge it because he wants you to get it right. Because he's working to prepare you. It is no coincidence. It is not by chance. It is not by a luck of the draw or a roll of the dice. It was by God's spirit and that spirit spoke to mine. And it stirred me. And it still stirs me every time I listen to it. I believe God is on the move. He's moving. You know, just like in the Lord, not Lord of the Rings, what is it? The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Ashland's on the move. Narnia, thanks. Ashland's on the move. God is on the move. And you know what? The devil is on the move too. 
The devil is trying to mirror the movement of Christ. You know why? Because one, he knows his time is short. Two, because he's a deceiver. And he tries to deceive us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 14, it says, And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Why does he do that? He does that to deceive the elect. He does that to deceive his people and to keep them under bondage and trap them. He does it because he knows the end is near and Christ's return is soon to come. And people are looking for it. So if he can kind of copy what's to come, he might be able to deceive even more. He's a deceiver. And he wants to deceive as many as he possibly can. That is why the Spirit of Christ is awakening in many people. Many people have been deceived by the devil for a long time. And the scales are finally coming off. <clears throat> Just like on Paul when he went to the, on the Damascus Road. When the Lord met him on the road blinded him. The little man's not happy back there. The scales are falling off. Church, they're starting to fall off. They're starting to, we're starting to shake off. The devil's schemes, the devil's deception. Because God's spirit is stronger than anything the devil has to throw. In God's weakness, he is stronger than anything. And God is not weak. That's why the spirit of Christ is an awakening in many people. We are starting to self-evaluate our lives. Starting to look at our lives and say, wait a minute, that way is not a good way to go. That way leads to death and destruction. If I go down that path, what does the end look? It doesn't look too good. That's why we're looking at the conditions of our heart. Because it's God's spirit that is in us that is awakening. And it wants to make the corrections that are needed to be made. That spirit in God wants us to make those adjustments that need to be adjusted, that need to be done. And some adjustments are harder than other adjustments. Some habits need to be broken that are old habits. Some of those habits are generational curses that get passed down from generation to generation. Some of them are even demonic. That are bent down, passed down through generations and generations. I'll give you a little story. Perry Stone was preaching. I, don't know, I think it was over in India somewhere. And they brought up a, a child that was demon-possessed. And he went down and he rebuked the demon out of the child. But because that demon was with that family for so long, that demon was up there and, and he had a sister. That, that man who was delivered had a sister. Well, that demon, when he cast that demon out of that, that boy, that demon went all the way to the back and there was millions of people there and it entered into his sister because that demon was familiar with the familiar spirit of somebody in the house. Familiar spirits. Demons get used to them. They know if they're living 
in your home, then they know your relatives. They know your family. They know where their comfort zone is. They know if I can get cast out of this one, then I can go to that one. That's why Jesus said you need to clean the whole house. Sweep it clean, and then you got to fill it with the Holy Spirit. Because those demons are going to go out, and they're going to get seven more demons, and they're going to come back. And if the house isn't full of Christ, which we are the house, if it's not full of Christ in us, then you're worse off than you were in the beginning. Some habits, some adjustments are going to be hard. Some need to be rebuked. Some words that we've received in our lives. That, oh, you'll never measure up to anything. You're not good enough. Some words spoken that we have spoken. All need to be placed under the cross. Forgiveness needs to be forgiven and given. Repentance needs to be taken seriously. And preparing our hearts for God's coming needs to be taken seriously. Because we have grace. You know, I hear people say, <laughs> yeah, we have grace. <laughs> we have grace. I've heard people say that grace is going to be lifted and great grace is going to be gone. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Grace is still here and alive and well and is not going to be gone until Jesus returns. That's what I believe. Because God says he's slow to tarry. Because he wants everyone to come under salvation. He's, he's, he's not slow. But he's patient, wanting everyone to come under salvation. Let me get it right. God is patient with us. He gives everybody the opportunity. And that's why it's the period of grace. We're under a grace until Jesus' return. But we need to take it seriously. Because it'll be too late when Jesus' return comes and if we're not ready or prepared, the door will be shut. <clears throat> it will be shut out. And you won't be able to enter. Because you weren't prepared. Because you weren't ready. And that's a terrible place to be where the Jesus says, depart from me, I never knew you. I don't know who they are knocking on the door. They didn't get ready then. What's going to be any different then? It'll be too late. That's why there'll be weeping, uncontrollable weeping in the end times. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's a scary place to be. That's why, church, we need to get ready. That's why God's spirit is moving and it's awakening people, saying, listen, the time is short. I've been giving you all these signs that are on the earth, and I've told you about it in my word. It's written right there. Everything that's happening in the world is written right here. The way to heaven is right here, and it's through his son, Jesus Christ. I want, you, I want to read you this out of Smith Wigglesworth's book. It says, Now, beloved in the Lord, I want to inspire you to believe that this day is for you as a beginning of days. Think of it. When you first were saved and you let Christ in your heart, it was the beginning of your days with Jesus. It was the beginning of your days. You have never passed this way before. 
So I bring you to another day of passing over and heights and passing through mist of darknesses. He says, dare to believe that the cloud is upon you and it will break with an exceedingly reward of blessing. Dare to believe that the cloud that is over you will break and that there is an exceedingly reward of blessing. Don't be afraid of clouds. They are all earthly. Never be afraid of any any earthly thing. You belong to a higher order. A divine order. A spiritual order. Then believe that God wants you to soar and roar high this day. Fear not. This is a word of tongues, an interpretation of tongues that he gave. It says, fear not to enter in for the Lord your God has you now in preparation. He is proving you. You know what proving means? Being proofed? Have you guys ever watched the show Gold Rush? Well, they take the gold that they find and they have it in jars. They gather it all up. It goes through a process of being washed and cleaned and separated. Then they take it and they put it in jars. Then they take it to a guy who does the proofing process. And he puts it in this mold. Pours the gold in it. They have to put some material on it to help separate the impurities. And then they heat it up. So hot that the metal becomes liquid. And then they take it and they pour it. They actually, they put it in a big container. They heat it up so hot that it becomes liquid. Then they pour it into a mold. And what they do when they heat that up is that it takes all the impurities out of the gold so they have nothing but a pure bar of gold. That's what proofing means. That's what proving means. God is proving you. He is getting rid of all those impurities. When we go through this time of preparation, it's just a time of proving. It's preparing our hearts. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we prepare our hearts to receive the Holy Spirit. We prepare our vessels to receive Him, to be filled with Him. goes on to say, he is proving you, and he is chastising you, meaning he is chasing you, he is pursuing you. His hand is not heavy upon you, as you may think, for he is gentle and entreating to bring you into the desired place of your heart's affection. Be still and know that I am God. It is I and I alone who opens to you the good treasures. Oh, to be still that my mind may be so free from the cares of this life that I might be able to enter into the joy and the bliss God has caused me to. For I have not passed this way until now. God is going to speak to us about entering into something we have not entered into before. We are entering into a time of preparedness. We are entering into a time of being proved. God is making his bride ready in the spiritual realm. He is preparing our hearts. He is he is cleansing our minds. He is freeing us from all these cares of the world. Oh, what a blessed place to be. To be free from the cares of this world. Because the cares of this world are heavy. Burdensome. 
Just ask an adult. The cares of this world are tiresome. They'll wear you out. And you know what? They will never fulfill you. Never. Even if you get a brand new car, drive it for a month or two or a week, for, I mean, drive it for a year or two, you'll be looking at other cars. You'll be, oh, that's the next new one I got, or that's a newer model. I do it all the time with trucks. God is going to speak to us about entering into something we have not entered into before. Think about that. But I'm going to tell you, he won't speak to you if you don't listen. God won't speak to you if you're not listening. Because like I said, God's hand is not heavy upon you. God is gentle. God is patient. Not saying that God can't, because God can do anything God wants. He is God. And he'll turn you over to the devil to set you free. Believe it or not. The thoughts of this message are primary to the message of the coming of the Lord. There must be a place of preparation and a line of understanding because of the purpose that God is arranging for us. See, that's where I think we're in. We're in, we're in a spiritual arranging that God is doing for us right now that we don't even, a lot of us don't even know that's even happening because our eyes haven't been opened to the spiritual realm yet to see where the Spirit is doing, where the Spirit is working. God is arranging things right now in this world. He is separating the goats from the sheep. And it is pretty clear. You know what is evil. You see what is evil. And you see what is good. And you see a clear dividing line in this world. In our country. I know he is at the door spiritually. Perception makes us know of his near return. Did you hear that? Perception makes us know of his near return. But we must be so built on the line of truth that when he comes we are ready. I am going to tell you about the revelation of Christ to me, of the readiness and what it is, the knowledge of it, the power of it, the purpose of it, until every vestige of our beings is so filled with, with it that it would be impossible for us to be out of it. That's what his will was. He wanted everyone, Smith Wigglesworth, to know the truth, to be prepared and to be ready. And he didn't want one person to be left out. The same as Christ. The same as God's plan. God's plan is for not one to perish, the Bible says. Not one. How many billions of people are out there in this earth? There's a billion in China alone. More than that, probably by now. That it would be impossible for us to be out of it, but that we would be in the midst of it. That's what we want to be in the midst of it. Ready and prepared. God is calling us, church, to a deep, to deeper waters. God is leading us out to places we have never gone before with him to a closer walk with him, to a deeper seeking of him. 
to a larger faith, to a bigger trust in Him. God is calling us out to deep waters. And it's going to take deep waters to drown our enemy. Just like it did to the Egyptians when he let them out of Egypt and into the wilderness. He led them through deep waters when he parted that sea. And those waters fell on their enemies. God is calling us to places we've never gone before with him. The chambers in our hearts that need to be opened to him. That need to be revealed to him. The thoughts in our minds that need to be covered by the blood of Jesus. To an everyday walk where we watch every word and we pray about every word we say. Because there's life and death in the word. In our words. God is preparing us for his return. Second Peter chapter three. Verses 1 through 18, it's actually the whole chapter. It says, Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. Listen. They had problems with thinking thousands and thousands of years ago. We still have problems with wholesome thinking today. I want to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. First of all, you must understand, in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming? He promised. Ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has, since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forgot that long ago, by God's word, the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and by water, by these waters also, the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, by kept, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness, he is patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish. But everyone come to repentance. See, the Lord is not slow. He's not slow. He's patient. Not wanting anyone to perish. It says, but that day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? What kind of people ought we to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. 
That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promises, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Bear in mind that your Lord's patience means salvation. That is why God is patient. He wants all to come unto salvation through the knowledge of the Son of God into a mature person. Just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort, as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Did you hear that? Don't distort the scriptures. It'll lead to your utter destruction. God made his scriptures plain. And clear for all to understand. Therefore, dear friends, since you already know this, be on your guard so that you not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure position. But grow. Did you hear that? Grow. 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 You know what growing means? Seeking. Growing means getting in his word. Growing means learning. Growing means maturing. It doesn't mean sitting on your butt, watching TV all day long. But grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We need to grow. And how we grow is by reading his word. When you read his word, it changes your life. You cannot grow if you're not in his word. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus and Savior, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. He's going to have the glory for now and forever. He's going to. Because he's God. And he deserves every bit of it. We see these days. We read these days. Do you believe that Peter wrote this about 2,000 years ago? Isn't that amazing? These days are upon us. We hear of scoffers. We hear of men who mock the Bible. We hear of people saying, where is this coming? Oh, people have said he's coming here. People have said he's coming there. People have said, oh, that Jesus doesn't return even yet. It's true. We hear this stuff. Some of it's from our own friends. Oh, God, they've been saying Jesus is returning for a long time now. He hasn't come then. He didn't show up that day. He didn't show up on Y2K, the year 2000, when the world was supposed to end, or 2012, when the world was supposed to end. And now we got people out there saying we only got 12 more years, and the world is going to end again. Tell you what, the Bible says nobody knows the day or the hour. But it does say that you will know the times. You can see the signs. You will know the time. He says, when you know spring is coming, be ready. Now, I didn't say that prophetically because spring is coming. Spring is here. We're in spring. Okay? But God says, get ready. I don't know when the Lord is coming. But when he comes, 
Don't you want to be prepared? Don't you want to be ready? These days that Peter talked about are so pertinent to the days we live in. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. The world still goes on. But right now I'm telling you the spirit is separating his people. The light is getting lighter and the dark is getting darker. And we can see that. And if you're in tune to the spirit, you know God is moving. And you know the end is close. My job is to help prepare you, to get you ready. To do my best to preach the word with truth. Church, we need to seek the Lord. We need his spirit to awaken our spirit. So we're, so we're ready. We need our family ready, all of us. All of our children and grandchildren, son-in-laws, all of them. We need to be praying for each other, all of our friends, all of our families. We need to be lifting them up, praying for them, encouraging them, speaking life into them, truth into them, in love. This is the day. Today is the day for spiritual awakening in your own lives. Shake off the dust. Pull the scales off the eyes. Unplug the ears. Amen? Are you ready? If God was to come back today, would you be ready? God showed up in the next hour, would you know if your family would be ready? I don't. I don't know if they'd all be ready. I want them ready. I want every one of them ready. I want every one of them to be with the Lord. I don't want them to be on the other side of the door where I can hear them knocking and screaming and weeping and wailing. And it'll be too late. The scary place to be in darkness. We need to live like he's coming. Because he is. He tells us he's coming. We need to be the good stewards. We need to be the good servants who are taking care. Who are taking care of his vineyard. Who are taking care of his house until he returns. And just because it's a long time coming doesn't mean we don't get ready. Doesn't mean the house isn't swept clean. Doesn't mean that the beds are all made. Doesn't mean that we're ready at any moment. The master can come back. And he'll see everything in perfect order. Not a, not a wreck. Not a, not a mess. It'll be like he never even left. Because you don't know when the master's coming. We don't know when the master's coming. I'll tell you one another story of a gardener over in England. And I'll close with it. A gardener over in England was in charge, a 
of keeping up the gardens of this castle, this mansion. And a rich master that went off and left them there. And every year he'd pay them, send money, and he'd get paid. Well, the master didn't come back for a long time. A long time. And one of the guys, it was like years, like 20 years. And one of his friends says, why are you even going up there to work? Why are you keeping up everything so perfectly? Why, is, why are you wasting all your time when you don't even know if the master's ever going to return? It's been so long since he's been here. Why can't you just go there tomorrow? He hasn't showed up in years. Take the day off. Take the day off. Call in sick. You know, have his personal day. He looked at him and he says, No, I can't do that. Because I never know when the master's coming back. I don't know when he's coming back. Didn't know when he was coming back. And he treated every day that he went to work like he was coming back. That day, everything out there looked beautiful, immaculate. Not a weed left in the gardens. Hedges trimmed. Annuals planted. Garden nicely mulched and had lawns cut beautifully. Everything kept perfect for the master when he returned. We need to take that lesson to heart. <clears throat> Amen? Thank you, Jesus. God is good, isn't he? Every day. Slow music back there, Joe. We can put on while I pray the blessing. Slow music. Anything? Doesn't have to have words, just. Just sound. Stand up and stretch our legs. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for today, for your word. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you would. Awaken our spirits to you. Awaken our spirits to your presence. Awaken our spirit, Lord God, to your coming. Lord God, that all of us would be ready. All of us would be ready. Our families would be ready. Our children, our grandchildren would be ready for your return. Lord, I praise you and I thank you, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you would bless us. Lord, that you would keep us. And Lord, that you would make your face shine upon us and be gracious to us. Lord, and I pray that, Lord, you would turn to us and that you would give us peace on all sides. And I just pray this, Lord God, today as we go out of here today. Lord God, I pray that our minds would be covered by the blood. Has overcome, and the grave is overwhelmed. The power of your Holy Spirit has been Shake off the dust, to remove the scales, and unplug our ears. And I just pray this, Lord God. I pray that anything that was a need, Lord God, would fall away. But I pray, Lord God, the word that's 
There's a day that's drawing 